Hello everyone, welcome back to Functional Spirituality. This is your host, Ava. And today, I would like to offer you some tips, some ideas, some prompts for how to integrate your experience after silent retreat or retreat. And these are journaling exercises and and some ideas that you can use to level up at any time. However, if you've just taken a retreat, I would recommend to listen to this immediately and to do this practice immediately because once you have completed a powerful experience or an immersion of some kind or even had a, you know, a powerful yoga class or therapy session, this episode relates to all of those experiences where you want to integrate that momentum, you know, harness that depth, the connection of whatever it is that you've just completed. However, like I mentioned, you can use the prompts and the ideas from this episode at any time that you're looking to go a little bit deeper into your practice, find more alignment with your intentions, your goals in your spiritual practice. All of this is going to be made a bit more easier with the information in this episode. So you've been on a journey, you've taken some time out to practice meditation, to heal your body. If you've been on silent retreat with us, you've learned some new concepts, you've gotten inspired, we've rested, we've healed. And now we want to integrate the benefits of our experience into our daily life. We want things to sink in. We want there to be changes in our behavior. We want that transformation in our emotions and in our mind. And we want to make the most of this time that we've spent away. We've had a powerful experience and we want to make the most out of it. So in order to get these results, we need three things, breaking it down into three areas. So in order to get this transformation and this integration, to feel the depth of our retreat landing in our lives, we need clarity, structure, and capacity. So we need to be clear about what it is that we're actually trying to achieve, what our desire is, what our intention is. So having some kind of North Star, something that's navigating how we're going to be integrating and what result we're hoping to achieve. We need some structure, so a pathway to attaining that result. And we need capacity because we can be very clear about something that we want, might have a great plan to get there. But if we don't have the capacity, if we're totally spent, if we're burnt out, if we're at our capacity and at our limit, and we don't have any more room to add in anything else, then that clarity and structure are not going to be as effective. So we need clarity, structure and capacity. So let's look at clarity first. There are so many things we want to do. And the most common complaint is that we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time and there's just so much to do. You know, it's kind of two sides of the same coin. And, you know, in my own experience as someone who is highly motivated and highly interested towards spiritual practice, what I have found to be something that has supported me to get the results and to do the practice and to do all of that necessary practice, to do all those necessary things, to move myself forward, clarity and organization are just so important. They've been the most helpful 
thing for me, besides my own aspiration, my own interest in spiritual practice, having clarity about what I'm going to try next, what I'm most interested in, what's going to best serve me and be most worth my time. And being organized towards it is actually the you know, the biggest contributing factor to any of the successes, to the many successes that I've had. So I want to start with this kind of mindset and focus on having clarity and having the right way of looking at things that it's not that we don't have enough time. That is a lie. That is one of the surface things that I'm always banging on about in the podcast that we tell ourselves things. There's these things that we say to each other and to ourselves, some things that are totally culturally embedded that we just say that is not actually what's going on. It is very possible to have an idea and to say things that do not represent the reality, that don't represent what's going on. This is really the you know, main role of this podcast is, and the work that I'm most interested in is how to live a more intentional life, how to say things and think things and see things that are actually what's going on. Why would we be so interested in that? Because if you can see what's actually going on, we're going to be way more efficient in moving ourselves forward towards our goals, the things that we so yearn and desire for. So it's not about, you know, being better than anyone else or, you know, me having better ideas, even though that's the way the podcast is kind of designed to come across as saying that some things are better. But it's really about what we all have desires. It's a universal fact that our biology, you know, biologically and However you want to look at it, we're designed, we have desires, we have deep yearnings, we have needs, we have things that will fulfill us, and we're going to be way more efficient in getting those things if we know what's going on. So we have to understand that we say things that are not always revealing the truth about our experience. I find myself telling myself this lie as well, and it's not true. There are some times that we don't have enough time, right? When we're late for something, we don't have enough time. But very often when we're having this complaint that there's something we really want to do, especially in the area of self-care, especially in the area of spiritual practice, especially in the areas of things that would serve us, we have this, I don't have enough time phrase. Anytime I catch myself saying, oh, I wish I had time to meditate before bed, I don't have time to do that anymore because, you know, my life circumstances change. I have a baby and I don't have time. I can easily see that I do have the time. I have time to brush my teeth. I have time to check my emails if I want to. I have time to lay on the couch and waste my time. What I'm missing is not time. It's the clarity. So the first thing we need is to be clear. It's not clear if it's not clear that I want to meditate, and it's just a passing thought, and it's just a complaint, then it's not something that's clear. And whatever we have made a habit, or whatever is very clear that it's important to us, we will do. So we will do what we have time for all of our habits, whether they're habits of inactivity or positive productive things, or if there's something that's really important, then we have time, right? There's so many things that I see in my life, I have time for many emergencies that pop up all day long, I have time for. So things that are important or that are habits, we have time for. 
So a journaling and a reflection practice is going to bring us more clarity and more organization. One thing that I'm always doing is reflecting on what is important to me and what do I want to do more of. And the reason I do this continuously for years is because I find that when I shine my awareness through a journaling practice or through some reflection, through some free list writing where you just write freely, I find that if I'm aware, I I can remind myself and bring awareness to what it is that I want and I can feel that, I can see it on paper. I can sense my connection to my desires of what I'm wanting to implement more in my life. I can see that I do it more. So if we bring awareness to something, this is one of the reasons I love processing thing and working on my behavior, my thoughts, anything I'm trying to transform retrospectively. So I look back at a situation. I think what has gone on here and really unpack it. That brings awareness to something that is unconscious. How else are you supposed to change something that's subconscious? The only way to change something that's unconscious is to bring awareness to it, to start to bring it to into the forefront of your brain activity to say, this is important. This is important to change. This is an important area. It needs more refinement. It needs more attention. Don't put this on autopilot. So doing that retrospectively is always, it's one of my favorite ways of working on myself and working on things. And when we're looking for clarity, taking some time to reflect about what is it that we most want is going to be super helpful for us. And, you know, we, we need willpower to make good choices. However, willpower is a finite resource and we're using our willpower all day long. It's a finite resource. So we're using it up to make good choices all day long. That when it finally comes to these kind of extra things that we're trying to, new habits that we're trying to form, our willpower is all used up. So we want to make sure we have that clarity. We want to have the awareness and we also have the capacity so that we can leverage capacity and awareness and that clarity. And we're not just relying on willpower because in order to help us make those changes, we're going to need and implement new habits and make changes by the changes are simply just incorporating new behaviors and having a new practice or a deeper practice or a better practice, we're going to need willpower plus our capacity and our awareness. So I'm going to offer some journaling questions and you can find these on our web page as well. There's always a web page with the podcast, with the list of resources that I talk about and, and journaling prompts if there are any. So a few journaling prompts for you. And the first one is, what did I love about retreat? So have a bit of a free list here and just daydreaming and contemplating and just starting to uncover your journaling process helps you to connect to your subconscious, the deeper feelings, the deeper needs, the deeper experience that you had rather than what's moving on the surface of your mind, which is not... (laughs) the part of your mind that tells you what actually happened. It's telling you stories about what happened in in order to help you navigate it. So what did I love about retreat? The next question is, what do I want life to look like after returning from retreat? And again, free listing, just letting that pen flow, letting your thoughts flow. The next question is, what are easy action steps I could implement in order to facilitate what I want life to look like. So 
what are easy action steps I could implement to achieve this? So what are easy things that you could do? What are little things that would be really easy to incorporate? Something you just need to set a little reminder on your phone or, you know, put it in your Google calendar or something. What are some really easy steps? And then what are challenging steps that I could aim for? So, you know, something like incorporating a new morning yoga practice or incorporating a meditation practice, something that might be a bit more challenging to, that you could aim for to incorporate. Also considering what you would like your meditation practice to be like and what you would like your movement practice to be like. So we absolutely need a regular meditation, something for the mind and movement practice, something for our body. So what would that look like? A free list again, what kind of techniques would you like to do? What kind of practices, what kind of environment and structure, just having a bit of a free list there. So starting to get clarity. Once you've done that, then it's time to look over that list. And by the way, that free list and those questions, that's something I do continuously because as I move through different seasons of my life and different environments, you know, there's totally different circumstances that I find myself in. Those lists, those desires change. And I want to be in touch with what I most want and what's best going to suit me. Because if I can get in touch with what that is, whatever I do, there's going to be most aligned. And what's most aligned is going to be the easiest thing to execute. So if it feels best, it's probably going to be Sometimes that extra willpower is no longer needed because you're internally motivated a little bit more. There's that alignment. So once you have that information, like I said, repeat this process at every season of your life, then we want some structure around it. And like I said, I do this process a lot and I'm always refining that structure. I'm always refining how I approach my goals and my desires. So important. There's no set way for any person and also any person at any time. We have to get really interested in and understand that it's an evolving process of relating to our goals and, you know, finding different structures that work. I've always used different, experimenting with different structures and trying different things out. You have to give them a little while as well just to experience them. So the structures, you're going to choose one of each, one answer from each of those lists or Something that feels good for you. Maybe it's just one thing you're choosing to implement. Maybe you can see a little plan evolving from that list of a little sequence of things that you're going to try. In the structure component, you're going to really need to think about how am I going to remember and make time for this? So really to integrate from our silent retreat, it's really, we're talking about what actions can I take to deepen my experience, right? So we've already thought about what kind of actions would be really beneficial, what kind of actions am I interested in, and how am I going to make time for this? And for me, one of the ways that I remember and make time for this, something that has become an absolute habit for me, and it's like I have to do it almost, or I don't feel clear enough, is that the night before and the morning of, I look at my schedule, 
I look at my to-do list and my to-do list is a little list of the day ahead. So a little eight lines for the day ahead. And it includes the things that I want to do. It includes the things that I want to do for my morning practice, includes any appointments and includes any work priorities. It includes any meals I want to make. It includes my nighttime practice. It includes any nourishing activities I want to do there. So that's my to-do list. It's not just a work to-do list, but it's kind of like my little plan for the day. And it does not, I I can see after many years that it does not go into my short-term memory. In the morning, I need to check that list because I don't remember what's at the top of it. I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I was going to have for breakfast. Oh yeah, that's the practice I was going to do. Oh yeah, I was going to take a walk. Oh yeah. So I need to check it. Even though I did it the night before, I need to check it in the morning. It, it, leaves my memory. It's too fluid and it's not, you know, important enough for me to remember. Sometimes I remember some pieces, but I I usually need to check the night before and in the morning of the day of. So that's a little practice that I do. Helps me to feel super grounded, super organized for myself. And that's being, feeling grounded is my core desire feeling. I I need to feel really grounded. and stable. So that really helps me. And then we also want to look at our capacity. So another journaling opportunity for you here, what are my resources that increase my capacity? And I want you to think in four areas. What are the resources, your resources, things that increase your capacity physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually? And maybe the structure you're creating is around these resources. And that's what feels most important. Maybe it's around, you know, some desire of how you want to change your life from that journaling question. So I feel like you've got enough here to look through, to have your reflection practice deepen for you to connect, start to cultivate the practice of alignment. This is an alignment practice. This is a cultivation practice as well, helping you to get more clear and get more organized and integrate spiritual practice into your daily life. So if it was hard for you to follow this, just go to the webpage for the journaling prompts. And I hope this serves you well as you integrate your amazing, profound experiences from Silent Retreat. Thank you for tuning in to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe by pressing the plus button on iTunes or the following button on Spotify. This is going to ensure that this resource is available and top of mind when you most need it. So please subscribe now.